1: Do you want to shift your life? Well, sit back and relax. It's time for another episode of The Shift with Skip. Get ready to roll. Hey, get ready to roll, everyone, and happy, happy Wednesday. And here at The Shift, we call it Transformational Wednesday, or we call it that hump day. But, um, yeah, welcome to The Shift. I'm Skip Jennings. I'm your host. For this 45 minutes of transformational radio, so glad to be online with you today. I missed you guys last week. It was um, I was out and about doing some things around the world, and uh, I was at a convention in Chicago, and you know, so doing doing what I love to do. I get to take the message out there of mind, body, spirit, wellness. So um, today we're talking about positivity, and I'm very, very excited about our guest. But before we introduce our guest, I'm going to give you a journaling exercise for this week. It's all about positivity. It's all about positivity. And I want you to, in your journal, to list all the ways that keep you in a positive frame of mind. Um, when I'm thinking about positivity, I'm thinking about the things that that we, we have a tendency sometimes to go to the negative sides. Sometimes we have a tendency to go to the positive side. And what is positivity to you? What does that look like? And um, are you aware when you're in a negative zone? Are you aware when you're being a Debbie Downer? Or are you aware of when things are maybe not going your way? And how do you handle that? Do you shift into a place of – What's the positive outcome that could happen in this situation? One of the things I like to do is that when I'm being challenged by someone or something, to help me to get back to a place of positivity, I always ask the question to the universe, what am I not seeing here, and what am I here to learn? So that automatically shifts me to a positive frame of mind. When you're willing to learn something through all the situations that you're in, then that's going to bring you to a higher vibration. One of my teachers once said to me, Skip, we have to learn how to live above the circumstances. And I believe that is shifting into a positive vibration. So say that something's not going your way or someone's on your nerves and they're shaking you up at work or in your relationship. How can we live above the circumstances? How can we live above the situation? And that means going to a place of a positive outlook so that's what the journaling exercise is all about this week remember hit us up on facebook it's the shift with skip jennings on facebook and twitter it is the shift with skip also follow me you can come and you can listen to all the past episodes for the last you know two and a half years remember we started the show with anna Caban, it was The shift with anna and skip but you can go all the way back to our past episodes and you can listen to that on my website at skipjennings.com, just slash the shift with Skip. And you can get all the past episodes. You can get it through Blog Talk Radio. And we are also a podcast that you can get it through iTunes. So get your shift on um, from some past episodes. Also, don't forget, I have four DVDs out there that you can carry me home and you don't have to cook me breakfast. Uh, You can get your fitness on. I have two yoga DVDs. I have a strength DVD and a dance DVD that you can get, and it's also available downloadable. Onto your computer, and big exciting news: we're going to be launching a ten-week transformational transformational course called Cares Transformational Course Life Course, and that's coming your way in the spring. and And we're actually at the very last um, stages of uploading that, and that's going to be downloadable to your computer as well. Um, And that's going to be coming out very, very soon. And next, hopefully, next month or so. So look forward to getting you some information out there. Also the Lotus Kitchen, we're in the final process of, of of getting the Lotus Kitchen done. Our cookbook about yoga and transformation and vegetarian cooking. So that's still coming up, hopefully by summertime. So look forward to getting that out to you as well. But enough from me. Let's get into our conversation with uh, Shola Richards, and I'm so happy to have him online. He is the creator of the Positivity Solution, and I got a lot of questions for him. So help me welcome Shola online. Hey there, buddy. How are you?
0: Skip, how's it going? Thank you so much for the invitation. I appreciate you for having me on.
1: (laughs) It's so good to have you on, dude. I got to tell you, from the moment that we started talking before we went online, my vibration shifted just by talking with you. You have such a great energy, and I see your picture on your website, and now we're Facebook friends, and you have a great smile. It's all positivity. (laughs) I love it. Has has he ever told you that before? You no know, people it, told you for, that?
0: You know, it's funny. I I, I think it's positivity embraces because I have embraced this <laughs> for like five and a half years. But I can tell you, it really – the smile is one of the things that I, I I kind of use it as hopefully my calling card in a sense when I was trying to create a logo for the positivity solution. I wish you guys could have seen what I came up with beforehand. <laughs> but this is – I really wanted a smile because I wanted to be simple, and I believe that smiling is something that I – just changes vibration and shifts vibrations and I'll always be using that as my calling card for as long as I live
1: oh my goodness that is so 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 awesome um so tell me a little bit about the positivity solution how did it come by what what was it what was that big aha moment that you need to do this type of work
0: oh yeah I I can gladly say that so gosh many years ago not too many 10 I was um like most people I had a job that was probably one of the most soul crushing experiences of my life and and for anyone out there who's listening who can relate I would go to work and I would be working with some of the just some of the meanest people who were backstabbing mm-hmm. and gossip was the 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 word of the day. Everyone was yelling and screaming at each other. It was really leadership treated the staff horribly and I would be I would go home from work in the state of just complete just depression and misery. And it's funny cuz the story is something that I haven't really shared with many people before, but why not share this with you? The whole origin mm-hmm. story behind the positivity solution. And mm-hmm. One day, I had a, I woke up one morning um, going to work, and I woke up, and I felt just emptiness. I'm talking wow. soul-crushing emptiness. There's nothing there where everything was meaningless. And I don't know if anyone's ever experienced that feeling before, but it's a feeling where you wake up, and you just there's no reason to live. And I cool. remember when I was – I didn't even bother showering or brushing my teeth this morning. I just got in the car and drove to work, and as I was driving – I remember this moment, like I will never forget this moment, where I felt like I was ready to take my own life, literally. And I was driving my car, and I was, and I felt something say, "Dude, just drive it. Drive it over the overpass. Just do it. Just do it. No one cares about you. Just, you can't spend the rest of your life in jobs like this and situations like this. Just do it." And I remember that feeling and i took my car on the 405 freeway heading down to um redondo beach and from los angeles and i took my car and i drove it to the overpass and my car just as it was about to hit the guardrail i swerved it back and i was and i got my senses about me and i just started just sobbing hysterically in my car just like i'm talking like the ugly cry you know snotting and yeah. tears and just and i'm sitting <laughs> yes. here in my car thinking and but I, it was a beautiful thing because at that moment I got my humanity back, and it was like I'm mm. finally I'm back again. I went straight to my office with I'm talking two hundred dollars in savings, and I said, I quit. I'm not going yeah. to do this anymore. Now, I can't say that that's a su- suggestion that everyone should do, because I wish there was a happy, like, oh, man, the minute I did that, everything changed. It was tough. It was tough for me. But right. in the dark moments, they, sometimes they call it the dark night of the soul in some cases.
1: Yeah, absolutely. When I'm sitting
0: there in that moment, I thought of the millions of people who shared the same experience that I had. I thought of all the people who were in the
1: exact
0: same situation where they were upset and they were alone and they felt like, mm-hmm there's no one that could help them, I was like, maybe I can use my experience to help someone. Maybe if there's one person out there that's feeling the same pain that I'm feeling, I -hmm. can use this pain to help them. And I I started a blog that initially that lasted for like seven months and I initially changed it to the positivity solution and and I just want to make the world more. At the risk of sounding like a Miss America pageant contestant, I want to make the world a better place.
1: <laughs> well, here's the thing too that what I I love about your you sharing that experience is that you've taken what would appear to be a breakdown and you had a major breakthrough. And what my Angelo and and one of my great teachers, uh, she always said she used to say that once you learn, you got to teach. So you had your learning experience, you had your breakdown to a breakthrough and you're willing to go out and and teach and share with the rest of the world. And I think that is what we are called to do. That is what yes. we're called to do. That's pretty yes. awesome. Without pretty a awesome. test
0: there is no without a test there is no testimony, right? So it's
1: like Hey, that's hey now good. and now you're in and, and, and if it doesn't challenge you it it won't change you. And seems like you had a massive Change and shift. So I yeah. got to ask you this though: with the two hundred dollars in your pocket and you quit your job, what was the next, let's say, six months like for you? Well, what was your journey like?
0: It was tough. You know, I I got a moment where I got to really get real with myself and determine where I wanted my life to go. When you're <laughs> struggling and and you right. don't have a lot of money and you're trying to figure out how to make meaning of your life, it's pretty tough. And I was coming from a place where I had. Nothing to really. I didn't have a whole ton of skills. I one thing I that I can say I'm better at most. People, I give a damn about people. That's my talent. Like <laughs> that's all I. Mm. That's all I've got. So for the next mm. six months, where I was just using this as like, hey, i want to try to find out what pain people are feeling and maybe start writing about it and then i i got a job you know as a trainer training on topics around work and really making workplace better and this is my passion i read work study and i've spoken to over 10,000 people on this ever since i launched this um and changed really not just my life, which is an obvious thing, but I feel like this has t- touched the lives of a lot of different organizations, a lot of different people, to realize you, you brought up Maya Angelou and um mm-hmm. she's my girl and, <laughs> and I love her and, and the quote we'll fight over her. And okay. one of the quotes that kept me one of the fights that one of the things that kept me going was my favorite quote of Maya Angelou is like, you know, I learned that people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel.
1: Exactly. And I believe
0: this is one Huge. of the things that I I part of my whole life around this and the positivity solution if there's one quote to kind of make that the main quote that's the quote that i live mm-hmm. by
1: so let me ask you in your your opinion your experience and in your insight what is positivity
0: oh <laughs> It's funny. A lot of people have a lot of definitions of positivity, and if right. you look in the dif- if you look in the dictionary, it's actually just shown simply as the state of being positive, which doesn't really help much, right? right. So, for, <laughs> so what does that mean? And if positivity right. and just the word positive means showing progress, gain, or improvement, that's also mm. cool. But I wanted to, my definition is different. My definition okay. of positivity is the act of consistently using kindness and mutual respect to create improved outcomes. So Mm. the reason why this is so important is that there's two words in here that are measurable at least to me um, just saying improved outcomes is not enough but it's the act of consistently using kindness and mutual respect right. two things that change the world I mean if you're looking at kindness I describe kindness as just having a benevolent nature and helpful towards others and mutual respect mm-hmm. is actually caring about other people's feelings and well-being mm-hmm. if more people did that how much more positive would the world be we don't have to overcomplicate this stuff and I think is right. the biggest right. issue people talk about like well we need to do all these different surveys and get double blind studies I'm like, no we don't. We just need to be nicer mm. to each other. I mean, we just mm. have to start there. I mean if you ask anyone who's struggling at work, I would be willing to bet anything that the reason why they don't like their job is not because of the work that they're doing. It's who they have to do it with. Mm. And that comes down to are they kind, are they are they respectful at work to people and that's what causes challenges. I wanna Up the positivity by having people be kinder to each other and more respectful to each other.
1: So you know, and 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 that that's a key point. I I think people people actually have a clear definition of what kindness is and the act of kindness. Then they're able to participate in the act of kindness. And I think it it takes a lot of – I I think a lot of people don't know what it means to be kind in the workplace or even in their own personal life. And I think that's a journey of finding finding your positivity, of finding kindness within your life. Um, so I went to your website, and I, I'm following you all over the place through Twitter and <laughs> Facebook now and all that. So I went to your website, and you have a great downloadable gift for people who sign up. And yeah. it is called Seven Simple Steps for Dealing with the Most Challenging People in Your Life. Um, yeah. It is a, de- a definitive guide for dealing with extremely difficult people. Yeah. I love that cause I deal with really difficult people quite a bit so So let's 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 just talk about this and in your own experience if someone's dealing with people that are difficult in their life how can they block that energy so they don't become the difficult person themselves
0: I think that's the it's a great question. It starts first of all with awareness right? I mean, I think one of the challenges if you were to ask anyone like, Hey, have you ever worked with someone who has an attitude problem before and everyone raises their hand right but everyone but one of those people have to be the person with the attitude problem right so I, a lot of people don't realize that they have attitude problems or they're part of the problem right. that they're trying to fix so I believe one of the best things to do is to have someone who's accountable to you and you're accountable to them to just keep you honest and keep you in check. Like, are you difficult? Are you challenging? Because if you're, if wherever you go, you're around challenging people,
1: mm-hmm. no matter
0: where you go. You go to the supermarket, people are challenging. You go to work, people are challenging. You go to church, people are challenging. Then I got to say you got to look in the mirror man and start there and be like that's probably part of the problem you got to work with you first so we got to get that out of the way so right. that's the first thing after we get past you know the obvious where if you're pretty clear that you're not the problem and you're not being difficult yourself i i, I just think it the one of the steps too is to just make sure that you're let go of your need to be right mm. this is a hard one for a lot of people and I, it was tough i spent a lot of my life Wanting to be right. And I, right. without understanding what it meant to be right. So let's say I was right. right. What does that actually mean? Do I do I get something for that? Do I get, like, <laughs> add it on my resume? Like, Shola's always right. And like, is that my summary statement? It doesn't help me at all. So
1: when given the There's choice. There's a T-shirt you get that says, I'm right. right. <laughs> right. You're not.
0: <laughs> that, and everyone gets to run away from you. You have no friends. You get to cover your T-shirt <laughs> and your rightness all by yourself. Right. Like, that's not right. quite the way to do it. I found mm-hmm. what's more important for me than being right yeah. is being happy. I'd rather be happy. I'd rather choose happiness instead. So if someone wants to hold on to being right, they can have their rightness. They can be right. But I wanted to choose that. And that's one thing that when I was fighting to be right, the sad thing is I wasn't happy. And Mm -hmm. so I wanted to shift that. So I think when dealing with difficult people, that also makes a difference too. I also think changing the way you look at people. You know, a lot of people talk about killing them with kindness as well. That's another thing that I – but killing them with kindness is one of the things that I think it's kind of lost. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, someone's being rude to you and and hateful. You just got to smile. I mean, sometimes you don't have to get into the fray, but I'm not saying you're going to take abuse and just roll over and take it. I I feel like this is not about ignoring bad behavior. It's about transcending it. This is where I believe positivity comes in, where I – you know, I can tell you, Skip, if I can be real here, well,
1: in my yeah, of line course. of work, of course, right?
0: <laughs> Permission to be real, want to throw that Absolutely. out Absolutely, please in, do, in, please in my, do. In my, In my line of work, I get a lot Mm. of hate, man. A lot of. You wouldn't Mm. think so, right? Because, you know, the positivity is like, who doesn't like positivity? Well, a lot of people.
1: Right. I go around and I
0: smile a lot. I'm a smiling guy. I'm a happy guy. And I try to spread positivity. But honestly, I get a lot of people who look at me and they're like, look at him. He's so corny. He's so fake. Look at him.
1: He's such a punk. Can't stand this
0: dude. And I mean, and I got a lot of it. But one of the things that I believe in wholeheartedly, Mm -hmm. is when I get all this stuff no matter what it is no matter all the things in the guide which please feel free to download for more details but I can tell you one thing that's a bonus material that I'm going to give you that's not in the guide is when I'm dealing with these people that are haters and giving me all sorts of issues whether it's at work or outside of work I know what I value and I'm telling sure. you, when you realize what you value, it will save you more often than not. I have situations where I was was stuck in horrible, horrible situations with a lot of rudeness and a lot of mean-spiritedness. And I locked into what I value. I value positivity. I value being the man that my mom and daddy raised me to be. Mm-hmm. And when I'm mm-hmm. dealing with people who are difficult, I lean back to what I value, how I was raised. And I know... That every person listening to this knows what they value. They value friendship. They value being positive. If they're raising kids, what values are you teaching them? Those are the things that I have people remember and think about when they're dealing with these type of things. A perfect example of this, Skip. I'll, I'll give you a quick example. I, mm-hmm. um, and a little intense, but you know, it's a it's a good example to kind of show you the how positivity works in my world. So. Um, July Fourth, two thousand and fourteen, last year. I was some of my listeners or readers know the story well, but I'm sure maybe some of your listeners do not. I was in Westwood, California, um, uh, getting getting some. Uh, I was going to. I went to go to the gym early in the morning. It was on July Fourth, holiday, so the day off. And I was going to the supermarket, and I was in the parking lot by myself. It was Bristol Farms. It was a small store, so there wasn't a whole lot of people in the parking lot. Actually, it was me and another person in the parking lot. As I was walking into the store, I felt this woman staring at me. Now you know what it's like when someone's staring at you. You just kind of feel like, yes, at me, right? yes,
1: yes. So <laughs> right. I,
0: and I want to share the story because this is what positivity is all about, in my opinion. I was going to the supermarket, and I and all of a sudden this woman's staring at me, and she's in her car. She's parked in her car, and I had to walk past her to get into the store. And as I was um, as I was going towards the store the woman rolled down her window as she wanted to say something to me. Of course, I'm smiling like I normally am. And I looked at her mm-hmm. and I smiled back. And then she rolled down the window and she proceeded to be like, you dirty N word. What oh. are you doing? Get out of our country. This is the 4th of July. We're celebrating our com- country. You make me
1: sick. You oh filthy. Oh my goodness. And she
0: spit at me. She spit at me. And then she drove away. Now, I'm sitting here like, whoa.
1: <laughs> I mean, what just I mean, I mean, happen? what what happened?
0: Happen? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what happened here? What's beautiful though is that I I believe in positivity. And what mm. I did is that people are like, whoa. What did you did you go ahead? You curse her out? Did you do? I am like, no. Like what? Listen, mm. for me, I'm not going to be part of the problem that I'm trying to fix. I refuse to mm. do that. So for me, I transcended it. And everyone's like, oh man, you let an opportunity pass. I'm like, no. For me, it doesn't move the conversation along for me to grab a rock and throw it out of the car she's running away or cursing her out. I think about my daughters. I think about my wife. I think about my friends. Mm -hmm. I think about my Mm
1: -hmm. readers.
0: I think about the solutionists that read what I do. I believe in it. I I value positivity. And one of the ways to do it is just to let it know that that didn't have an effect on me. And
1: And one of the things things that Einstein always says is you cannot solve the problem on the level of the problem. And Martin Luther King was faced with this throughout his, his ministry, his, the movement. And um, it, we see it time and time and time again. Those that transcends the problem are those that are willing to go to the higher place, the yeah. higher realm yeah. of, of the vibration. So let, let me just, I want to ask you, what was your biggest, biggest shift from that? What did you learn from that situation?
0: From that situation, one of the things that I learned is I is pretty much almost verbatim what you said is that I will never be able to solve the problem with the level of thinking that created it. So
1: yeah.
0: I can't, I'll never be able to. It's so easy to be driven by emotions and allow that to do something and scream and yell. But in the end, I want to make this world a better place. And I want to set an example. And what's interesting is that what that woman saw in my face when she did that was peace. She didn't see me screaming back at her. And what's mm-hmm. interesting is when she realized it, I'm thinking that she might have driven away and feeling maybe good in the moment, but I'm thinking when she looked back on it, like, wow, I just, just completely attacked some a pretty decent guy for no reason. Um, maybe she'll think about it. Maybe that's how the shift changes with her. Well, I yeah. hope so. And,
1: I hope so. Right. And and question the follow-up question to this is how did you change the way you saw her? In that moment, and, and it's it's yeah, we can we can be more mindful about it. But in that moment, when your ego is bubbling up, how do you shift the way you see that difficult person?
0: Simple. I, I saw her scared. She's scared. Mm, wow. Scared. Well, fear fear drives behavior. It, if we really break it down, it's all about love mm-hmm. and fear. Everything comes down yeah. to that. And when you can't, the only you can't. If you're in a dark room, the only way you change is by turning on the light, right? And mm-hmm. by adding more darkness to a room to turn on a light doesn't make any sense any more than fighting fire with fire. I've never seen a, uh, I've never seen a fireman run into a burning house with a flamethrower before, right? You don't fight fire right. with fire. You don't fight darkness with darkness. What you need to do is you get water to the fire just like you turn light on. So I mm-hmm. saw fear, and I just wanted to respond with love.
1: Hmm. I think that's one of the biggest things you know in your opinion is that one of the biggest things that you see when people are being difficult is that they're in an absolute place of fear.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's every I mean, let's take it back to the workplace for a second. So when you see mm-hmm. managers, micromanagers or yellers or screamers or bullies, these people were are living they are so scared and whatever reason they had there are moments where they realize that the fear controls them and their actions, so they feel that of course, if I instill the same fear in in others, I'll get the same level of control because they don't feel in control of their lives or their careers because they're so racked with fear. So when I look at these people who do these things, who bully and are mean and make all sorts of weird, rude comments to people, I just look at these people as scared. And and when my job is to help these folks realize that there's nothing to be scared of and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't but when I do my work with workplaces especially people that struggle working together as a team that's really one of my specialties I deal with people who are negative that are rude and I've seen the worst that the workplace has to offer I challenge anyone listening to this (laughs) if they've ever seen the worst stuff that I've seen in in my career in, in the work that I've done since I started the positivity solution and I pride myself on working with these groups to find a way to make it better and a way to help them but it all comes back to fear that's what causes a lot so of negativity.
1: Is the type of work that you do, is it, is it comf- conflict resolution or are you bringing, are you being more um, proactive, giving them tools so they don't get to the point of being difficult?
0: It's interesting, probably both, but if I had to make a choice between the okay. two, I believe that the best, um the best, remedies prevention for anything Mm -hmm. so if there's a way to kind of set people up for success it makes a lot of sense but when things have already gone kind of awry i'm called in you know like listen can you come and work with our team or work with our department or work with our company and Mm -hmm. i we get real and not just real for real sake but real for improvement sake so when people leave they have an actual plan of how they're going to make their workplace better that's really important mm. to me. I really want to make sure that things get better after they get to hang out with me for a little bit.
1: Cool. And, you know, so speaking, getting real, you have here on point five, you say be assertive, not an ass. Okay, so <laughs> come on, tell 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 us what's the difference and how can we be assertive and not an ass? Well, you know,
0: <laughs> I, I, I find it like it's just when you're assertive, you're mm-hmm. doing something where you're standing up for yourself in a positive and respectful way. That's really all it's about. Okay. It's just like, okay. you know, a, being an ass is about just getting your needs messed with force and don't care about how everyone else thinks. So let's say, for example, uh, easy example. Someone just happens to leave, like, the break room a mess. Like, they just spill coffee all over the place and don't clean up for themselves, you know. Mm-hmm. One of the ways to be a total ass would be to pile up the empty cups in their, in the person's cubicle and be like, hey, you forgot to clean this up. Like, that's being an ass, right? That's not helpful. Mm-hmm. Or or screaming at someone like, I'm sick of this. You guys is not a college <laughs> dorm room. Clean up after yourself!" Like, that's also not helpful right, right, either. Right, right. But right. I think assertive is simply just standing up for yourself in a very positive and respectful way. Hey, guys, are you planning on cleaning up the mess in the break room? It's really important yeah. to keep this place clean. That's not being a jerk no one's yelling at you for it it's just simple clear and gets the job done i i find standing up for myself is something that i've always struggled with because i i'm sure maybe some people can relate i i grew up bullied as a kid so i always felt i really struggled with standing up for myself and having a voice mm-hmm. so being assertive was something i would avoid conflict consistently and just kind of got walked over because of it but um as I like to say, what you like allow. I don't like conflict
1: either. I, I yeah. don't like conflict, and I I am the type of person that I would rather go okay, cool, and walk away, yeah. and and so I can I I just don't like even in my own personal relationships I don't like to argue, so I rather <laughs> go oh it, it, it's 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 okay it's cool everything's fine even when it's not and on even on that side of it that's not um, authentic that's not. Good no. for you either. Um, no. So I, I, you know, what can you say to someone who, like myself, who do not like confrontation? How can I become a little bit more assertive?
0: It's just this one quote. It's one of my favorites. It's what you allow is what will continue. And. Wow. It's Whoa. simple, you know. It's simple. What you allow is what will continue. And I looked at this as an opportunity. Here's the thing. I mean, what we do is we tell ourselves these stories about how the other person is going to respond to this, and that's part of the reason why I was afraid of being assertive. Oh my gosh, they're going to think I'm a jerk, or or Whoa. it's going to escalate to a big fight, and. I can say pretty much these are stories that are made up in our head to kind of keep us small. So I it's like I call it the the wimpy voice <laughs> that kind of in back of your back. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Just sit there and take it. It's not a big deal. Just come on. <laughs> right. And I would right. Right. That, right. that
1: voice I'm like, yeah, sure. But as, it's as a result, no biggie. A of my it's soul, okay. yeah, come on. why are you making a deal out of this? Just kind
0: of this right. <laughs> suck it up. And as you suck it up, a part of your soul dies. And it's like, eventually, mm-hmm. when this happens, what's so soul nourishing yeah. is to be able to have the guts to stand up and say, Listen, I just I'm not okay with this and here's why right. and if someone's right. your friend, they'll respect that. If someone's not mm-hmm. your friend, it's still important that they know so they're now on notice not to do that again. I think a lot of people aren't aware that their behavior affects you in that way and if you're not assertive, they'll never know.
1: Yeah, and, and, and another quote I I say and then I hear it all the time is is that, you know, if nothing changes, nothing changes and mm-hmm. if the person is not clear on how you are feeling they'll mm-hmm. never know That's and absolutely right. so i have seen that in my in my own in my own life that and people you know obviously and people say well i never knew you felt that way and uh, mm-hmm. i'm like okay cuz i never told you so
0: that's, that's a right. learning
1: learning experience. There, um, I'm a very emotional person. I am. I when I feel love, I feel love. I feel the emotions. I, I I'm connected to emotions. I I feel when someone else is feeling sad. So how can you stop responding emotionally? That's that's a big question for me.
0: Mm-hmm. It's tough. And I, I I'm very emotional too. I'm an emotional guy. Okay. I'm a passionate guy. I'm a fiery guy. You know. Right. But part of what I, what helps with dealing with emotions is understanding them, and I think that's one of the things that we don't do. So being able to actually put a name to how you're feeling or what you're feeling, and some people can't do that. So I've found that when people are highly emotional for whatever reason, so maybe it's because they get angry and they, and they find themselves just jumping at something – you have to do something that we call breaking the pattern, whatever the pattern is. So we all have okay. a feeling where you you notice where you're feeling. Let's use let's use what's called. I'm using air quotes, even though you can't see me. Negative emotions. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> emotion, emotions emotions are kind of emotions. Let's just use. I'll just say they're negative, just for, make, for the sake of simplicity. So we're talking about like emotions anger. aren't
1: negative or positive. They're just That's messages. Right. They tell you messages. exactly where you are and, and how you're feeling in that moment. Um, and I, I agree with you. So I, I'm seeing your air quotes and I'm doing it along <laughs> yeah. with you as well. Okay, air quotes. Yeah, there we total, go. Okay. It,
0: exactly. So, uh, it's what a lot of people consider <laughs> negative emotions like anger and sadness and jealousy right. or what have you. The the question is, is what, there's, it doesn't come out of the blue. So most people should be aware of when they're coming or when it's happening or when you can feel it coming. At the moment where you feel it, not before you get what's called an emotional hijacking, where it's too late, where the person's already out of control of the plane and you're fighting for your life. You still have control of the steering wheel. Ooh. At that moment, the key thing is, is when you're aware of the fact that you're getting angry, this seems so simple, but this saved my life when I learned this, is to literally stop and breathe. and take a, Not just breathe, just like the shallow breaths that people do when they're angry, just Take a deep Mm. breath. When you feel it happening, what it does is in your mind, it actually causes a reaction where it it stops almost immediately, almost immediately, this feeling of, of taking you to that next step of anger or sadness. And you now get your rational brain back in control. And you're able to say, like, why am I feeling this way? A perfect example was this woman in the grocery store. I'm not, Mm -hmm. I'm no sage. I'm not, I'm not, I'm learning this just like everyone else is. And I'm not going to sit here and say that I wasn't angry and upset when this woman was screaming at me because it was unexpected. I was minding my own business trying to get myself some peaches from the store. What I did is I leaned back on something and I took a deep breath. Because here's the reason why this is so important, Skip, is that in me, in moments of high stress, and this is, this is a game changer, at least it was for me. In meaning, in moments in high stress, we will never act in what we're hoping is our best expectation of ourselves. We will always default back to the level of our training. Let me explain this for a second.
1: Okay, so, sure.
0: Yeah, and our high expectation, like the idea that someone's going to curse at me, and I'm going to be like,
1: Oh, I'm going to send them love. Let me send you love. (laughs) That's my highest expectation. I run the positivity solution for crying out loud.
0: That's what I'm supposed to do. I'm going to send them love. That's my highest expectation. The reality is what happens is I default to the level of my training. So I'm going to go back to, like, all right, I'm angry, and I'm angry, and I'm going to start thinking, like, my training is to take a deep breath. So that's what I do, so I'm trained to do this. I've done this over and over again. That's why I tell people to practice this, to practice a deep breath, and you feel it first, it's always hard before it's easy, right? So you start with a deep mm-hmm. breath, start with a deep breath, and then it gets easier L- police officers are a perfect example or- let's use the military the military if they're if if someone's getting shot at, anyone who's ever been shot at before will tell you that this is true they're going they're not going to say like oh, when someone's shooting at me, they're t- time to turn into super secret agent mode right now. Like, that's not what mm-hmm. happens. What happens, like, Oh, my God, I'm being shot at. And they okay. go back to their training of what they're supposed to do, and they go directly into how they need to cover, how they need to load their gun, the basic things that keep them alive. The brain does the same thing. It's geared to survive, so you have to train it by doing simple things like deep breaths. So when I do it often,
1: I automatically
0: took my deep breath and this woman was calling me all sorts of names. I didn't even realize I was doing it, and I instantly got control of myself and was able to walk away with my held, held high but I couldn't have done that if I didn't train myself.
1: Well, so how? What can you tell someone and our listeners? And I get emails all the time. And and they're how do you give someone some encouragement about being positive when they're in a place of I need a job, <laughs> I mm-hmm. need to pay my rent. I need to. I need to. I mean, I need to get to the workplace so I can be more positive in the workplace. So sure, be, right. <laughs> what, can, what can you tell someone who's going through just a simple place of they're trying to survive? And I always talk about this that we got to learn how to get out of survival mode and get into the the, the conquering mode. So yep. what 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 steps can people take to be more positive when the outcome does not look so positive?
0: This starts with one thing and it, it, it all comes down to it all starts and begins with us it's gratitude and
1: mm-hmm. it's hard when people are
0: struggling because they feel like there's this feeling of I'll be happy when I get that I'll be happy when I get the job I'll be happy when I get out of this marriage mm-hmm. I'll be happy when I find true love I'll be happy when I get some money I'll be happy when mm-hmm. I get some friends so what happens is this happiness is something that is a state that they're always trying to get to when you realize that you can't get more until you're okay with what you have. And this is where it all starts with gratitude. So, I don't care what situation you're in. And we've all had bad situations um where things have been horrible, but to find that level of gratitude. Right now I'm going through a, a personal challenge. My my dad uh just a week and a half out was diagnosed with cancer. And um and for me, this is my dad is my he's like my motivation, my inspiration. He's the guy that pretty much has me. He's the most positive guy that I know, and he's the reason why I started this blog in the first place. And mm-hmm. in moments where I'm in, in my darkest moments, I'm like, what can I be thankful for? What What is it that I'm grateful for? Because what's interesting is once you have that shift, <laughs> using the word, because it really is a shift. <laughs> <Right>. when, you <laughs> right, finally, right, right. when you get that shift of gratitude to the point where you start realizing things they can be grateful for, what this mm-hmm. does is it moves your vibration up. So this, mm-hmm. you start seeing solutions where you only saw problems before. And you start looking at mm-hmm. things like, hey, maybe there's solutions here where there was only problems. And it starts with being grateful. And I challenge anyone out there. I can't imagine anyone that can say I have nothing nothing to be grateful for the fact that you're able to listen to this radio show right now Mm -hmm. means that you either have a computer or a smartphone or something that literally probably over 70 percent i'll say in third world countries don't even have that they have nothing like that and you're able to have that so that's something to be grateful for and start there
1: Mmm. Okay. Absolutely, and and it starts and it ends and it's all the way through. It's it weaves all the way through uh, everything we do. Gratitude is key. How do you practice gratitude? What do you do? What do you do? And what's your practice of gratitude? Mine in the morning, I get up and say thank you. I just say mm-hmm. thank you. And so, what is, what is your practice of gratitude?
0: My practice of gratitude is I do a couple of things. I I yeah. start and end each day with three things that I'm thankful for. And I found this to be pretty powerful for me because I have, just like everyone, a lot of challenges in my life. So I make mm-hmm. sure that I start off with the things that are really going well. What a, I mean, just the things that I'm thankful for, three things I'm really thankful for. For example, this morning, I woke up, and I was extremely thankful for three things. One, um, I woke up at 3 in the morning, so I, I wake up early. I'm <laughs> kind of an early bird. Because so, yeah. so, I want to get up and get a start on the day before everyone else is awake. So I started up, um, I'm very thankful for the fact that I'm being called to speak on this show. I am aware, this is one mm-hmm. of my three things that I had. To be on the shift with Skip was one of the things I'm very thankful for, and share my message with people who have no idea who I am. Secondly, I'm thankful for the fact that I am able Able to wake up feeling energized. I woke up this morning feeling really good, and I'm thankful mm. for that because some mornings I don't. So I make sure to be very thankful of that. And third, I was thankful for the fact that I'm have some wonderful ideas for the book that I'm going to be writing. So, and I'm yeah. very thankful. And I wrote a, I wrote those things down. I started my morning, and I starting off with this gratitude journaling thing is such a huge thing. I also end the day. um with three things that I'm committing to do the following day, I have a an app on my phone, um Wonder List, which keeps me organized. So I start off each day with each night before I go to bed with three things I'm going to do for the next day. maybe some okay. more, but at least at least three. So it gives me focus for the next day too. so kind of the two things kind of go hand in hand. The one of the things that I also do when things aren't going so well. Is because that's a great way to start. But another gratitude practice that I do is that when things that aren't so great happen to me, I ask the question. I say to myself, "Why is this perfect for me? Why is this mm. perfect for me?" I'm a, if I'm a, if I'm a powerful being, right, and I can draw things into my life, whether it's my dad's cancer, whether it's because um, I get into a car accident or anything like that, I stop and think, "Why? Why is this perfect for me? Like, what did I do to draw this into my life?" And, and be Grateful for the lesson that's coming. I mean, it's. Sure. I know that there's something in it, and once I found that like, gratitude is part of your life, it almost positivity almost comes. I want to say automatically because I'm. I'm really grateful for the things that show up, and some things aren't great. I'll honestly, Skip, some things sure. are not great, but I'm. I look yeah. at it from a state of like, you know what? That's okay. I'm going to get through this, and I'm grateful for the lesson that I'm going to learn because of it.
1: So you know, I, I'm sure you apply this into your personal life, into your with with your wife and your kids. You guys must have a real positive household. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's funny. I, I I'm
0: I'm raising two positive daughters, and it's like it's, oh, it, it's an honor. It's like I mean, my little girls, man. I just I I when I they use words like oh, you know. I I can't or or that's mm-hmm. not going to work. And I'm like, no, like it, you absolutely can make it work. A perfect example when I'm talking <laughs> about positivity. Like my girls, my girls are you know they say that you know their their greatest challenges can be your greatest teachers. And I look at right. my daughter. She's six years old. She's a kindergartner, and she's almost done with her mm-hmm. kindergarten year. And so we're driving to to work and we're talking about positivity and I told her I was going to be on the show and she's like oh that sounds fun and she doesn't really understand what's going on just humoring <laughs> right. me But she's like you know what 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 are you going to talk about what are you going to talk about on the show and and I said you know what baby does she know who I'm- her
1: dad is <laughs> yeah it's like it's, she kind of knows them. she sees
0: my t-shirts I wear them all right. the time and I had she I got one that's I love size. and I told her baby I'm going to talk on the show about the same stuff that you're learning in kindergarten right now, like mm-hmm. how to play nicely with each other, yeah. how to share, yeah. how to be respectful, how to be kind.
1: And she mm-hmm. laughed and she was like, Daddy, people your age need to learn that too? Like, yes. <laughs> yes. In fact, it's harder for us to learn it in this age than it is her age. <laughs> you oh, know? Isn't so. Isn't that but, you know, we're gonna we're we're going to um, actually close down the show really soon, but I always ask my clients or my, excuse me, not my clients, my (laughs) hosts and my (laughs) guests, this, um, what does the shift mean for you this week? The shift.
0: Oh man, there's so many different things, but I think the biggest shift that anyone can make is kind of what we talked about before is the shift out of fear, the shift from fear to courage. And courage is not the absence of fear because that's, it's just feeling the fear and doing it anyway because there's uh, everyone listening to this, including the guy who's talking and, of course, Skip, who's hosting, is we're all scared. <laughs> it's right? yes. not that scares at yes. all. There's no one, I mean, but the difference is that we choose to make the shift to transcend the fear by just doing it anyway. So wow. I would That's highly awesome. recommend anyone, if you're talking about a shift that needs to be made, shift out of fear yeah. and just try something. Shift
1: out of fear. I, so I love that. Where can that? people get in contact with you and 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 give us the rundown quickly before we close down the show?
0: Yeah, the easiest way, just go to the you know, if okay. anyone wants to hit me up and ask me anything or, you know, my contact information's on there. That's the easiest way to get a hold of me and on Twitter, Facebook, um the easiest way to find me is on the positivity And
1: then they can get all that information right on your website. Dude, you are amazing. You are definitely my. Our producer said he is going to blow your mind, and she was right. So thanks, Marie, oh. for bringing you on. I'm so grateful Marie, for you, thank man. You. The work you're doing. So, um, you know, my brother from another mother. Thank you so much for sharing positivity on this radio show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We're gonna follow you, support you, and everybody. Thanks,
0: Skip. I appreciate it.
1: All right, everybody, be the shift that you want to see in your own life. Peace and blessings, everyone. Talk to you soon. See you next week. All right. right.